0: You've got the movie. Now get one step closer to the action. Call one 900 stone to take the Stone Cold Adventure Challenge. And you can win a trip for two to L.A. to meet Brian Bosworth. Hi. This is Brian Bosworth. And you can match the hard-hitting and exciting action of my new film, Stone Cold. Call one 900 stone to take the Stone Cold Adventure Challenge. Make the call. Ride with me. To play, call from your touchstone phone. Ride with Stone as he infiltrates the criminal underground. Complete your assignment and you're entered to win. Use your head. Watch your back. Take the Stone Cold Adventure Challenge. Our grand prize winner gets a trip for two to Los Angeles. You'll see the sights and then dinner with the Boz. Let's have a blast in LA. Our first prize runner-up wins a Stone Cold leather jacket. Plus, we're giving away posters autographed by the Boz and Stone Cold t-shirts. The action's here. Just come and get it. $1.95 the first minute, $1.45 each additional minute. Under 18, get your parents' permission.
1: What if Garfield
2: hated the weekend? What kind of? Uh, what if he was like a real hardworking Joe? Party cat would he be if he hated the weekends? That doesn't make any sense with his persona. I'm just saying, man. What if, it's probably John Arbuckle, the pencil pusher of the relationship, who's out there dreading the weekends. You think Perhaps so? He'd be Locked alone in that house with his pets, who can't stand him. So you agree, that Liz then. is making excuses why she can't go out on dates with him. He's got nothing.
1: So Garfield actually hates Mondays because it makes him sad because John leaves to go back to work.
2: Oh, that might be true. There are layers to... Layers? Please, he's, like a lasagna? S- his, most of his, like, uh, traits are that he's very lazy and he yeah. likes to eat, so... Mm-hmm. When you break it down, he should have really no concept of what the days are. There's there's no Mm -hmm. reason for him to hate Mondays in the slightest. Unless. Like Spuds McKenzie, the party dog, he could hate Mondays, like Mm -hmm. everybody going back to work. Garfield, he doesn't care. He's laying around the house no matter what day it is. Right.
1: Spuds McKenzie's like just. Oh, shut up. I got a really bad
2: headache. Oh, maybe it's because John leaves on Mondays, so he's stuck alone with Odie, and there's nobody for Odie to bother other than Garfield. I could see that. Oh, yeah. Odie's yeah. real annoying, Matt. The dog's just real like, annoying. Ooh, where's the owner? And Garfield's like, I'm trying to sleep. Mm-hmm. I don't quite remember where Nermal fits in. She doesn't live with them, does she? She just comes around every once in a while. Yeah, it's never really explained who's Nermal? Who's cat that is, Why cat is huh? Yeah, why is that cat just there sometimes?
1: A lot of questions. Not a lot of answers.
2: There's got to be like a Jim Davis Garfield series Bible or something out there. You can get like yeah. from a collector or something. All these unanswered questions. Somebody has to have. Guidelines you have to work within yeah. when uh, creating in the Gulf Garfield extended universe. No, you need to understand that this happens because of this. Well, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Nothing makes sense. Garfield has six black stripes on his back. When you draw him with five, you look like an asshole.
1: Ooh, that's a rookie move. What am I, buying bootleg Gore filed shirts? (laughs) We call those Heathcliff, Matt. Heathcliff is the word you're looking
2: for there. He was a good dude. I mean, yeah, Heathcliff more of a scumbag than Garfield even. At least Garfield kept to himself. Heathcliff's out there like... Chewing bubble gum and floating yep. around in the air and stuff, yep. messing with the garbage ape, like getting into trouble. Who knows what that guy's doing with his free time in between the panels? We don't know about. He's a pretty cool guy, though. Probably drugs, probably hard drugs. He's often playing in bands using instruments made out of trash. Yeah, he probably was into heroin. Yeah, he's like the crazy biker of the alley cat universe basically ooh bikers Garfield's like the neck beard of the alley cat universe just like the fat guy who lives in his John Arbuckle's yeah. basement and yeah. drinks a lot of Mountain Dew and eats lasagna Heathcliff you know rides wearing colors and mm, oh yeah. yeah Heathcliff's got an old lady Garfield is just a incel
1: Hey man, it's a baby Well and blow. It's an action extravaganza palooza where we ask these kinds of hard mm. hitting questions and make you reconsider hard what you thought questions. you knew about life. Hard dickin' questions. I am your host, Matt. Oh, with me, hello, as always. You can be the you can be the buddy bears to uh-huh. my Binky the clown. You are. Nate Adams.
2: Ahoy hoy there, everybody. Um, but I don't remember what the buddy bears were. I remember Binky the Clown was the show that Garfield loved to watch on the television. Didn't he say ahoy too? (laughs) Maybe. I think he did. I mean, I got that from Mr. Burns. Cappuccino Simpson? Ahoy hoy? No, you have the wrong number. This is
0: 5246. I suspect you need more practice working your telephone machine. Not at all. Ahoy.
1: We are the buddy bears. We always get along. They were the. Oh, that sounds terrible. Yeah.
2: Garfield, is that a show Garfield hated? He hated the teddy okay. bears. As opposed to Binky the clown, yeah. who was amazing. Yeah, he loved that. Oh, picking up what you're putting down. He
1: loved that serial killer clown.
2: He's down with the clown. <laughs> That's very true. Garfield, uh, one of media's original juggalos, he, yeah. was, he was the first person to be a. Uh, thrown in with family, whoop, whoop. A lot of people are asking why we're talking so much Garfield. It's because uh-huh. it just got announced today that Fred
1: Durst will be directing the third live-action Garfield film. Oh,
2: they haven't made a third of those? I'm sure I'd they imagine they were on like four or five at um, this point. Yeah, yeah, they probably
1: are. Also, uh, as far as I know, Fred Durst is not slated to direct a Garfield movie.
2: Well, you can't go jumping to conclusions and saying that's not true. That's That part of it... Well, I said as far as I know he's done. I know, but you don't need to know about it for it not to be happening. That's I true. mean, like... In all probability, I'm sure Durst, he's a storied director in Hollywood. Yeah. He's got to be attached to something. Why wouldn't it be a Garfield movie? Did,
1: did you see that movie he just made with Fat bald? uh, uh,
2: John, uh... Grease guy? John Grease John, guy? No, Travolta. John Travolta, no, I did not. You I know, saw when Shaggy Too Dope tried you know, to drop kick him on stage and missed him completely. Yeah. You see what happens when you, funk, you fuck with Limp biscuit yeah. man? Mm-hmm. Bad things happen to you. There's some corrections to be made uh here oh. on Baby Oil and Blow. Sometimes we speak out of turn and I think it's You must be wrong. No, we got we it's, it's 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 important that we go back and we uh, probably right. We, we correct these things that we say that don't turn out to be true. Uh as everyone knows, we are now knee deep in our all August long Hog Wild Marathon where we we're watching all biker movies, all uh month in, you know, commemoration of the 80th anniversary of the Sturgis uh, Motorcycle Rally yeah, going on there in yeah. South Dakota. Last week, I was just stupidly talking out of turn, like, oh man, we're probably not going to be able to have that thing this year because coronavirus and everything's shut down. <laughs> oh. No, that's not true. Oh, they're doing everything's it. Everything's happening. There's like... Dozens and dozens of concerts, all sorts of events, all the bars are open. They're about to turn Sturgis, South Dakota into the most disgusting, white trashiest COVID hotspot that anybody's seen since those kids were out on spring break. Oh, yeah. Think about that. That's Jarring. Think about all those exposed armpits and stuff that are going to be happening That's out there and cool. going on. They're all like, hey, man, Fauci said we're out in the sun. We can't catch it, man. <laughs> That's right. They they are name dropping Dr. Fauci yeah. and Sturgis. That's, these people are plugged in.
1: That's what everybody's favorite go to is. It's like the first one is say like, and I didn't just read it on Facebook. And mm-hmm. then you
2: name drop Fauci. Yeah. Fauci said it. Fauci said masks don't work back in. February. <laughs> he didn't say that they didn't work. He just said they don't
1: have reason to believe they work,
2: which he had to walk back. Proven Dr. Fauci, ooh, 30 years is the pandemic expert or whatever for the White House. Didn't know if masks work or not. He hadn't looked into that at any point in this whole thing. Wow. I've seen pictures of people in 1918, the last fucking pandemic, wearing masks on their face. You tell me they didn't look into it anymore since then? Nate, I got one of them giant... I don't trust anything these people are telling me. I got one of them giant crow masks that they used to wear. Oh, the plague doctor ones? Yeah. Yeah. You want one? Do you have enough herbs for us to pack the noses so we don't have to smell the body odor of all these uh, scumbags we see when we go out in public? Yeah. Perfect. I definitely want one of those in because they look really cool, and then I'm just smelling whatever. It's, whatever it, flowers I shove in there.
1: Just so you know, the stuff that I'm using in the nose holes it's, for the smell good is it synthetic it's gonna, marijuana? It's going to be way less it full of spice. It's going to be way less like whatever British drama that you're thinking of, and think more of uh, that episode where uh, Mac, and, uh, and, uh, We're Mac and and talking about Gever here.
2: Mac and Charlie MacGyver? keep doing uh, poppers. Oh yeah, because Max can cuss. That's that's yeah. That's more what I was. It's picturing. way more like that. No, I wasn't I wasn't mistaken at any point that you. had any knowledge of things that happened in British period pieces. It's absolutely just that.
1: And when I said I have a crow mask with Uh herbs in it, Mm -hmm. I've just been painting my face as the crow Uh and just walking around. Just doing poppers. Just doing
2: poppers. (laughs) Dr. Fauci said as long as you've uh, got enough, you know, popper vape going up your nose, it's going to kill anything in there. So you're fine. So count you in? Yeah, I'm 100%. I'm down. There we go. Matt, let's get into the rundown of our second motorcycle movie of this hog-wild August-long marathon. Uh, this week, the rundown's being brought to us second. by... Second? No. It's the first, the first? Okay, Okay, yeah, it's the first. That's yeah. right. We, we did a we, racer we, last we week. We were talking about it last week, but yeah. we didn't do a movie. The we were first, excited about it The last first week. of our fucking... This is, it's fucking here, bro. Uh, ...motorcycle marathon. It's it's arrived. This, this, <laughs> this rundown's being brought to us by Micromania Midget Wrestling which has I'm six shows happening at the Knuckle Saloon in Sturgis okay. over the course of the rally. That's six yeah. different opportunities to go into the Knuckle Saloon and see some uh, hardcore midget wrestling. My guy uh, Hornswoggle on any of those rosters? You know, the poster I saw didn't name drop okay. anybody, so I'm going to assume no. No. <laughs> I'll see if I can get a rundown of the cards. Whatever midget wrestlers you might be able to name, they're all too big time to be showing up at the Knuckle Saloon during uh, the Sturgis motorcycle rally. It seems like a nice saloon. I mean, they're paying us to promote them right now. So let me say, uh, I'm sure whatever they're presenting is first-rate midget wrestling. Yeah, hell yeah. Midget wrestling of the highest order. Yeah, They got some lady wrestlers on the poster there. Ooh, Sexy little lady wrestlers. Baby. That's right. That's right. I'd get down with a midget. How about you? Uh, The rundown is of 1991's Stone Cold. This is a movie with a runtime of 95 minutes. It's where we like it. This is a movie that had a budget of $25 million. We also like that. And a gross of $9.1 million. We're accustomed to that by now. One of the biggest failures oh, that's of dramatic. the early 90s here. Uh, that's, that's brought outrageous. to us by director Craig R. Baxley, who uh, also directed Baby Oil and Blow Favorite Action Jackson, which we covered. That's a really good movie. Also directed a soon to be someday covered uh, Baby Oil and Blow feature film, mm. Dark Angel, aka I Come in Peace. Ooh, uh, that's love definitely that one we're going to have to get you into. No, I of love here. that movie. Stars of this film, Stone Cold, uh, number one. You almost maybe gave away the line to Dark Angel, reason, man. Wait, wait till <laughs> we do it. Brian Bosworth, number one, is in this film playing Joe Huff slash John Stone, who is a badass cop, a loose cannon cop who goes undercover slash Jack into Hoff. a motorcycle gang called the Brotherhood.
1: That's a pretty cool name. He's
2: known from being a... Uh, Blue chipper college athlete over there in Boomer Sooner in Norman, Oklahoma. Boomer Sooner. Transitioned into the NFL, (laughs) famous for (laughs) a bunch of crazy hairdos, which he then parlayed into this. Failed uh, straight to DVD action classic movie career in a real Dennis Rodman-esque arc. He was on a lot of amphetamines. Like I said, a Dennis Rodman-esque arc. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Backing him up in this film is one, Lance Henriksen, an icon of shitty action movies. One of our very favorites. He's playing maybe his coolest role of all time as James Cooper, the leader of the Brotherhood, a Mississippi motorcycle gang who does not play by the rules. Where are we at with
1: Henriksen? Second or third appearance?
2: He's been, I. this got to be third, this got to be third, I'd say. But don't quiz me on things we've done in the past, because yeah. as we've established, our old brains no longer work that way. No, not even you a little. You can't pull information out of no. the vault anymore. Yeah. That uh-huh. ends
1: at like age 30. I can th- maybe give you a rough idea what I did two weeks ago uh, everything after that's gone
2: I do know that Lance Hendrickson is famous for playing cop characters in both The Omen oh. 2 and Piranha 2 Ooh. it's probably how a lot of people know him Arabella Holzbog is in this movie playing sure. Nancy Chains Cooper's old lady who uh, Boz tries to turn and get on his side go Nancy. state's evidence Hello, I'm Nancy. She's not a big-name actress, but she did go on after this to play Sarah in the movie Carnosaur 2. So, any fans of the Carnosaur franchise out there probably know exactly who we're talking about. It's a strong entry into the lineup. Uh Uh-huh, it's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Sam McMurray is in this movie playing Lance, the FBI guy who gets teamed up with the Boz. He, of course, was Glenn in Raising Arizona You know him because him and Dot are swingers.
1: Need a beer, Glenn? Does the Pope wear a funny hat? Yeah, Glenn, I guess it is
0: kind of funny. Jake, that reminds me. How many Polar's take to screw up a light bulb? I don't know, Glenn. One? Nope,
1: takes three. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, no, I told him wrong. Here, I'm starting again. How come it takes three pollocks to screw up a light bulb? Oh, no, Glenn.
3: Because they're so darn stupid. <laughs> shit, man. Loose up. What's the matter? Don't you get it? No, Glenn. I sure don't.
0: Well, shit, man. I guess that's why they call it a way homer. Why's that? Because you only get it on the way home. I'm already
1: home, man. They're swingers, man. You know. Speaking
2: of Raising Arizona, William Forsythe is also in this movie playing Ice. He is the crazy loose cannon biker in the Brotherhood. You know him from being one of the brothers in Raising Arizona, as well as playing Flat Top and Dick Tracy. I'm sure. Got a lot of Dick Tracy fans out there. I didn't even put it together that there's two. Uh, raising Arizona alums here. Oh, not only is there two raising Arizona alums in there. Spoiler alert! Next week we got a little double feature where we have another biker movie with William Forsythe and Lance Hendrickson. So what? stay tuned for that. That's gonna be we're gonna do some comparing and That's contrasting. Wild. right there. Uh, just so you know,
1: uh, Lance, the the federal agent, mm-hmm. the one that was Glenn in uh raising sure. Arizona. I also know him as. Supervisor O'Boyle. Okay. The uh drunk supervisor of
2: Heffernan at uh King of Queens oh, King of Queens. For uh the UPS. I was feeling like UPS this was gonna be some sort of shitty sitcom deep cut and I did not come away from uh that disappointed. Yeah. You're welcome. Tagline of this film a cop who enforces his own brand of justice. Simple, simple to the point. It's almost like they only took a couple of minutes to come up with it. Almost Plot synopsis of this film. Joe Huff is a tough, loner cop with a flair for infiltrating dangerous biker gangs. The FBI blackmailed Joe into an undercover operation that entails infiltrating the Brotherhood, a powerful Mississippi biker gang linked in the murder of government officials as well as dealing drugs with the mafia. That's 1991's Stone Cold.
1: I thought they were an Alabama motorcycle. Okay, so
2: he, Joe Huff, He's from Brian Bosworth character, is from Alabama. He's relocated to Mississippi okay. in order to infiltrate this gang. Mississippi. We'll get into these details here as we enter our next segment of the podcast, which is bullet points. Yeah. This is where we dig deep into all of the notes we took while we were watching this fine film, and we uh, further discuss everything that jumped out at us as we were knee-deep. And action goodness. Yeah. Matt, why don't you get us kicked off here and uh, tell us what your first bullet point is when you were watching Stone Cold.
1: We've gone over action movie intros we like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we like the uh, the put it all on the screen in texts to be like, you're caught up Don't now. make me think. Yeah. Don't uh, make me
2: have to listen to dialogue.
1: I forget which one we discussed Last week or two weeks ago that we liked it. It doesn't matter. The
2: helicopter over the skyline opening is yeah, a classic a cool, a way to cool. open an action movie.
1: This one right here is the classic, oh, man, bad guys running amok. Mm-hmm. Introduction of our
2: cool, badass cop. That's right. It's like also sort of just the thing that the Lethal Weapon movies yeah. perfected, where the movie would start with just a, a, a little condensed action scenario that yep. doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the film, just to give you a taste of like, well, these people can kick some serious ass. Yeah. And then you get into your story. Damn right. That's what we're getting here. Pfft. Uh, Fucking the first thing, basically, that we see in this movie is a dude with a machine gun, just machine gunning a oh, bunch God. of Ritz crackers. Oh, just going nuts, machine gunning a whole wall of Ritz crackers. We're we're in a grocery store robbery. Buttery, fucking first salted scene, goodness. Three guys have gotten together with a whole bunch of fucking firepower, and they're just yeah. like, "Let's go knock off the local A and M." I would have. Probably just gone to a bank with yeah, was, that kind of. You gun don't hear problem. much about this in uh, real life. People knocking off grocery stores, but I feel no. like it is sort of an action movie staple. That's where fair. Grocery stores are always getting robbed. You got that big scene in Cobra. Yeah. Fucking what else was I watching? Was I watching like a oh, Maniac that. Cop sequel where there's a big grocery store robbery scene got recently? That
1: big scene where uh,
2: Nick Cage is trying to get the Huggies. Oh, that's a classic grocery store fucking you robbery know? scene right there. But uh, yeah, these three guys, they're tearing up the place. They're emptying the registers, I guess. When who's to arrive in this sweet like fucking hero shot introduction Doors slide open. We see the feet walk in. We pan slowly up. It's fucking NFL superstar Brian Bosworth wearing some sort of crazy leather duster with giant shoulder pads. Yeah, he looked pretty cool. He looked so cool, right? You you know, right off, first thing is like, this thing's going to be capital F fashion all the way through this. Oh, hell yeah. You get the Boz in your movie, he's going to be showing
1: off. He shows off immediately.
2: Hey, I can fuck any woman I want to. Does he have sex with a woman here in this opening scene? I, it's implied. Did, 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 oh, I was going to say, just, he shows an uncut, up an uncut version that I didn't? I don't remember seeing any penetration. No, he just shows up, and it's like, take a look. I fuck. Also, I'm great at browsing the fucking aisles of a grocery store. That's do, what he's doing. He does do some of his best acting. He's just oblivious to scene. all the screaming and the gunfire yeah. for a good, like, five minutes yeah. as he's just, like, picking things off the shelf and, like, look at, looking at like, yeah, labels. I'll need this, uh... Then, then comically, uh, it's not until one of the guys comes and puts a shotgun under his chin that what he, he finally notices what's going on. This isn't going to be one of those movies where we see a lot of great police work going on, which I don't think we've seen a movie where that happens yet to date. <sighs> Nothing comes to mind. No, yeah. We're I'll a, a lot of action movies into this fucking podcast at this point. Yeah. nothing's springing to mind where I was impressed by anyone's police work yet of all these cop yeah. movies we've seen. But you know, Bosworth, he does a quip. He knocks that fucking shotgun down. Yep. He starts fucking beating people's fucking asses. We got a big action scene. Yeah. One guy like runs and slips on some soda and then goes flying like 10 feet and smashes through a wall of Coca-Cola. We got mad product placement here. One guy takes like a girl with braces and headgear hostage. Yep. He's jerking her around. But you don't see that's a thing you don't see anymore the in life or in movies. Yeah. Kids with braces and headgear. The kids not get. Headgear? I was gonna gear say anymore? like as as braces Everyone technology advanced past there because I still see kids with braces. Yeah, Never fair. seen a kid with headgear. Not since the eighties. Dave had it. <laughs> he had headgear. Yeah. Oh God! If anybody had headgear, it would have been him. Oh. That kid's childhood—it was <laughs> just trauma after trauma. I—I could,
1: I could ask my mom. She probably still has that shit somewhere. He probably didn't even need it. He probably requested it. Like, let me feel much safer if you gave me the headgear.
2: He had a mess. He used to have the Dave Letterman gap. Oh, come on. You got to rock that. He yeah. had used that to become a very famous comedian. He should have. Paul F. Tompkins is was... uh, doing it to this day. Brian Bosworth kicks all these guys' asses. Fucking uh, he does. saves everybody. The cops show up late. Like, he's already fixed everything. Yeah, He's destroyed the entire grocery store while doing it they instantly start reading him the riot act yeah. so you tell you can tell right off like oh he's not a normal cop they get it they throw it right off. he's out a there. loose cannon cop
1: they're like what are you doing here bro mm-hmm. you're still on
2: suspension and what does he do gives him a classic action movie quip clean up on aisle 4 boom <laughs> and then as soon as that fucking guitar chugging Boom. it's a fucking quip and then heavy metal guitar chugging boom. and you're like stone cold You've tapped into like a tone that I appreciate in films. I think I'm going to enjoy you. He was all like, looks like there's a cleanup on aisle four. Okay, that was a Stone Cold Steve Austin voice you were doing. I get it now. Yeah, is he, he does he's have kind like of a got a hillbilly, hillbilly draw. draw. That's why I was going to ask. Yeah. Like, what kind of hillbilly is he? Famously went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is right? he from Oklahoma? Is he born there? Well, I mean I know yeah. he signed and he played football with them. Is he like an Alabama boy? Is that why we're building that into his character uh, here? Set up this next scene. I'll do a he? little a uh, little So little we've met history. Brian Bosworth. That means what we need to do is next we need to meet the gang. We need to meet Ooh, the brotherhood, yeah. the bad guys. Uh, we go to their compound for the first time where there are just hundreds of just authentic looking filthy fucking white trash bikers just everywhere going fucking crazy like they looked real cool i don't know how they got all these people how many of them were paid and how many of them were just already hanging around fucking doing this shit but william forsyth and some other dude are just shooting cans of dixie off each other's shoulders from like 50 steps away, or whatever. Yeah. Some other guys are like dragging each other behind their motorcycles by ropes, like voluntarily, in a thing they seem to have turned into some sort of weird game. It seemed pretty cool. Forsyth, we very quickly established he's the loose cannon because he goes from shooting Dixie cans off people's shoulders with a pistol to. Pulling out a machine gun. Yeah. He just like blasts like a whole clip right at his friend. He just takes out like a Uzi and he's like, well, this is fucking funny. (laughs) He's cackling. There's no way he doesn't kill the man doing this. He shoots so many bullets that he explodes the car behind the guy as well as knocking the can off his. And this is the first case we get in this film of a classic action movie trope taken to the extreme. It's that if a bullet ever hits any sort of vehicle, it's instantly going to That's explode how it gigantically. That's science. Into huge, huge balls of flame. Huge. Like, I feel like they used napalm. Flaming balls of magma. So much just bright, hot fire in this movie. Whenever there's an explosion, they had to have been lining everything with fucking like, napalm and then just shooting it with fireworks, probably.
1: It did smell like victory. Hey, uh-huh. I couldn't find out where the Boz was from. No. But he did have a line of t-shirts and hats in 1987 called Boz Busters. Boz
2: Busters? So maybe we could find those. We need to get on eBay. There's some yeah. Boz Busters out yeah. there for sure. While we're just meeting these guys craziness, we start getting like montage of some of the shit they're into as well. Which we cool learn. stuff. Apparently, one of them like killed a priest who was officiating over a wedding. Oh yeah. For whatever reason, we don't know. Yeah. Then we see like a judge sentencing this guy to like fucking forty five yeah. years in jail or whatever. It's
1: it was Trouble Owens, right? He was yeah, the big okay. biker. That's
2: the name of the, the bald biker guy who was supposed to kill the fucking preacher to, yeah. for no reason. And then, then we get like a little clip of them killing the judge who sentenced him. Yep. Then we get a clip of like the Mississippi DA being like I'm going to keep on trying this man until we give him the death penalty the death penalty and this is this is basically the equivalent of them just giving us all this in words at the beginning of the movie because get it out of the way it's a 15 second montage you're yeah. just like this is everything these people have been up to now, now you, you know. know now we got to figure out what happens when Boz is making breakfast at his house Sounds like we got ourselves a movie. Yeah, 100% we do. If
1: it's uh, an action, like a real action movie with a cool action star, uh-huh. you got to have something off the wall for how he lives.
2: Oh, well, boy, do we. <laughs> this next scene. Tell me more. This next scene. Whew, man, it's something else. We We got his morning routine going on. Okay. Talk about capital F fashion. This guy's yeah. chilling out at his breakfast nook. Wearing flip-flops, Zubas, a big baggy weightlifter sweatshirt, bandana tied around his wrist, bandana tied around his fucking forehead. He's totally decked out in casual morning gear. Hell yeah. And he's making the world's weirdest smoothie He's throwing OJ into a blender, OJ, potato chips, potato
1: chips, two Snickers, not two Snickers one, two bars, Snickers, couple two bananas, eggs, two couple, eggs with the shell, yeah,
2: with whole eggs, a whole mess of Tabasco sauce. Uh-huh. He's blending it all up. I'm thinking like this crazy man's about to chug all this stuff right here. This is this is living crazy. He's nuts. But then he pours it into a dog bowl and he's like, "Oh, Fido, Fido, come here." It's like, oh. He's got some sort of wild hooch-esque dog who's going to be eating a bunch of crazy crap all the time. This will come back into play. But then, no, it turns out he's got a big old Komodo dragon he keeps in his house. I
1: believe it's a monitor lizard. A monitor
2: lizard? Okay. Yes. Either way, something that looks like a dinosaur that legally can't be in an apartment, I'm sure. No. And uh, from what I understand, when... Boz did a Q&A at the uh, Alamo Draft House yeah. along with the screening of this. He, he let the audience know that they had to drug this lizard up pretty bad so he could interact with it and all I, these I was going to say, like,
1: they're really mean and deadly.
2: Yeah, I think they were just, like, blowing bong rips in this fucking lizard's face so it wouldn't, like, eat his face off like he's talking to it like it's his house pet. Yeah, like, he, like, grabs it
1: by, like, the mouth and is just, like, fucking around with yeah, it. it. And turns I out like, that I thing don't... was fucking
2: stoned out. Yeah, out of I was mind. like, I don't think they're that friendly. This is pretty that impressive. That lizard is fucking tripping balls right that makes, then. That
1: makes much more sense.
2: But yeah, like you said, oh, we've established he's got some sort of great big dinosaur in his house. That's a crazy fucking thing that's bound to come back later in the movie, right. I'm sure. When the bad guy shows up and gets killed by the lizard. But no, we never go back to his apartment oh. again. We never oh. see the lizard again. Oh. It's all just like opening scene like, yo, Buzz, come up with some ideas for... How we can establish that your character is a whole fucking weirdo. Well,
1: according to Mr. Bosworth in that same Alamo Q&A, he said they spent about $4 million shooting a bunch of shit about his wife and kids. What? And then when they brought in the new director, he was like, yeah, that shit's lame. We're not doing any
2: of that. No, this character doesn't work with a wife and kids at all. That would have been so bad. Yeah. Oh, I hate that idea. Yeah. Thank God. Because the next morning, fucking well, the FBI comes and they're like, "Hey, we're fucking blackmailing you. You know, how you only got two weeks suspension or whatever. It's gonna be six months without pay you unless you go undercover with the FBI and Mother help us take sucker. down the Brotherhood." I'm FBI agent. But he's like the opposite. He's like, "I am not an FBI agent." Oh, he okay. Close him off. Yeah. But then fucking Glenn from Raising Arizona shows up at his house the next morning, first thing. Yeah. Comes piling in. He's got all sorts of cafe au lait and beignets and whatnot. He gets freaked out by the dinosaur. Yeah. He's like, oh my God, never seen anything like that. Then he gets freaked out by the sexy naked lady who's laying around. Yes, he does. is a great way to throw some boobs and butt into a movie. Swing. Great way to like show us what a stuffed shirt Glenn's fucking uh, character is here. We're doing a lot of character work here. He
1: wasn't a stuffed shirt. He just said to Glenn, he's he's like
2: germophobe and a hypochondriac. Well, he
1: says to Glenn, because like Glenn makes like, oh, over the beautiful woman. He's like, what? You ain't never seen a, you know, naked lady before. And he's like, never one that looks that hot, bro. Not that well made is what he says. At least he was honest. He's been
2: banging a lot of fatties. Yeah, like we would not be able to get random naked ladies lying around and then doing like butt in the movie strolls over to the bathroom if this was a character who had a wife and children living in his weird house with his fucking snapping lizards and all that shit. Thank God they fucking jettisoned all that material.
1: You completely would have had to rewrite that opening scene where he's just like, hey, I fuck
2: chicks and Mm -hmm. I'm badass. Joe Huff fucking taking his kids to the park? I don't think so. That opening Ain't nothing stone cold about that. That opening scene, like
1: instead of like, hey chief, there's a cleanup on aisle four. Mm-hmm. They, he his line would have been like, ah, oh, damn it, I forgot to get the eggs for my wife. Yeah, that's not as funny. Still need to get those huggies. I mean, it's a pretty good joke, but those it's not huggies. as funny. Those hoogies.
2: After huggies. all this shit happens, and he's like, you're gonna be working huggies. with me. Trust me. Don't worry about it. Smash. Just cut to a strip club. And fuck yeah chick shaking her thonged ass right in the camera Are you talking about legendary club Tit for Tat That's right fucking What a cool name It's cool cuz you got tits going on and you got tats going on cuz it's like a hillbilly bar too that's yeah. got like metal bands playing while right. the strippers are stripping This place is fucking cool I really feel like we could just open this place in Lowell or Cedar Lake, you know? The Indiana tit-for-tat chapter, that would go over like gangbusters. Why don't one of these All we kinds need to do is exist? fucking find a speed connection so we can have the strippers fucking uh, deal to all the truckers coming through. Hell yeah. Oh, wait, wait. is that going on in the that's, movie here? That's going on in the movie.
1: Oh, that's why they're at, at this place here. Boz shows oh, up on bitch.
2: his fucking hog in full motorcycle gear, and he's like, gonna do some undercover work. Glenn from Raising Arizona shows up, also trying to be undercover, but looking hilariously dorky. Oh, I he's thought like pretty cool. He's got, like, a gray pocket tee with, like, a Ernest P. Whirl fucking denim vest over it. Yeah. It's It's not working for him. Bosworth gives him a little shit. Yep. We go into the place. There's some more hilarious shit where he's, like, ordering a glass with his beer yeah. and then sending the glass back because it's dirty. And it's like, this is a, is a disgusting, yeah. gross biker bar, Glenn. You're not going to be able to survive in this world of undercover operating. Give me a break. It's not looking good, I'll tell you that much. No, what is looking good is the fucking sexy lady crawling all over William Forsythe's lap, just making out with him in the middle of the fucking place. And this is also where we first meet the character of Gut.
0: Back in 1991, I got to make out on screen with that uh, guy who played a flat top in the
2: Dick Tracy. Yeah, yeah. We know, Ma. We've, yeah. we've been hearing this story our whole lives. Did you just keep packing our lunch? Like, that is somebody's mom. You're not wrong. Gut is our character who's like the toady little weasel lackey of the biker gang. He's a little redhead dude, And he's right? just the balding redhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah and he's yeah. just sitting there, like, staring at Forsyth and this chick making out. Just like, girl, Forsythe, you're so cool, man. It's pretty gross. Oh, look at you, man. You're so cool, man. Bosworth is like laying it down. He's like, that's ice over there. He's the first step for me getting in this gang. I'm going to go start some shit with I him. I get to
1: him. I get then to Then he's going to know that
2: I'm a badass. Once I get a rep for being a badass, then Chains Cooper is going to want to talk to me. So he goes over there, leans in, and he's like, answer me a question. How come your old lady's been eyeing my tail all night? And then It's a great way to start a fight, right. man. But Forsyth, he's all like... I might do that at the bar tonight. Yeah, hell yeah. If anybody actually brings a woman in there, it's very rare on a Monday night that you see don't. a woman in one of our local Thai bars. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah.
1: but uh, if, if it does, though. There's a better chance, though, mm-hmm. that it's going to happen to you like it happened here, where somebody's going to take the Forsyth role and just tell you all about how they'd like to fuck you if they were in prison with you. hmm Yeah. That's more likely to happen. I get that a lot. It's because of my pretty long hair. Yeah. You've got that Boz-type mullet going right now. Yeah, so
2: they got a lot of great like face-to-face hollering going on. They're barking at each other. But before they can go at it, we got a fucking disagreement between a stripper and some truckers. Turns out they're not happy with the speed they're being dealt. They want their $1,000 back. ICE is like, you know what? You're not going to get your $1,000 back. Big bar fight. We got a crazy yep. big bar fight going on here. Now I gotta point out here, Forsythe. Uh,
1: again, this is his second. This guy's crazy, appearance man. On oh our yeah. Uh uh-huh. huh.
2: He, he extreme prejudice. He was in for sure. Uh, which one was
1: extreme prejudice? That's the one with Nick uh, uh, Nolte Booth. and Powers yeah. Booth. Yep, yep, yeah, that's yeah. the one that comes to mind. He might have
2: playing a similar someplace. wild card right. character on that one.
1: Forsythe fucking excels in this oh definitely like, even when he, he's in that shitty deuce bigelow and he's playing like the insane Ooh. small dick detective i have not seen deuce bigelow
2: but now knowing yeah. that he's in it i'm excited to it's check the it out same thing he's just playing a maniac
0: I, deuce well your three days are up lover boy so where's antoine's black book I've looked everywhere. Listen, punk, you are aiding and abetting a known criminal. Do the initials T and J mean anything to you? Um, turkey
2: jizz? You
0: better show some respect, or I'm gonna rip that little pleasure-giving tongue of yours right out of your head. One more thing. I was at the precinct, and I really had to use the john, and it's pretty filthy in there, and I was in kind of a hurry, and didn't have enough time to use one of those, you know, paper-ass gaskets. You know, I was doing my business, and uh, something splashed up on me, you know, all over. What do you do in situations like that? You think I'll be all right? I think you're pretty
2: safe. I better be.
1: He plays crazy well, and I wanted to point out, Bosworth is a big, big piece of man,
2: Oh, meet E. Yeah, I mean, and we forget glossed over completely. I guess earlier that when fucking Glenn shows up at his apartment the second time, we get to see him yeah. in those bikini cut little satin man panties. There you that go. Was very very nice. Yeah. He's showing off everything. He's letting them know this dude is doing a lot of reps. He's fucking eating a lot of steaks. He's, yeah. he's got some mass. Right. He got suspended in college,
1: rightfully so, for, for steroids. steroids yeah. he was doing? Yeah. Awesome. And it, it's so it awesome. pays off. It pays off, man.
2: Oh, 100%. Maybe like, not when you get to the F- NFL and you wash out, but definitely when you want to parlay it into an action movie career. I was going to say,
1: fuck that NFL. Yeah, screw
2: it. Their contracts are shitty now. They're even worse then. Why fucking beat yourself to death in the NFL when you can make Garbage fucking straight to video action movies and just like live a cool life. I tell you what, man. Blowing people away on screen.
1: That's guaranteed money, unlike mm-hmm. that caveat filled, uncertain
2: NFL yeah. money. Yeah. It was just a disgusting organization. Sickening. This is why I fully support Dwayne Johnson uh, purchasing the XFL I and was keeping just that gonna alive. Say, <laughs> Breaking news this morning. Uh funny you should bring that up. Uh huh.
1: When the XFL first launched in 2001, yeah, take that NFL down. Do you know who one of the
2: commentators was? Uh, Jim Ross. The Boz. The Boz is one of the Hell commentators. yeah! Wow, I don't remember that. I remember yeah. that Jesse Ventura. Oh, bro, they had the boss, man. That's pretty fucking cool. You think The Rock can get him back in the fold? Uh, he's like, here's the what The Rock's I'm th- got enough juice to get a Brian Bosworth on board? Yeah, I think he could he's do He's
1: going to be like, bro, here's what I'm thinking. We're going to do a new Stone Cold movie where I'm Stone Cold now, and you're like the police there chief. There is a
2: Stone Cold 2 There is a stone Cold, saw, which two. I was not yeah. aware of. Yeah. I did not see who was in it, but it was not Brian Bosworth. <laughs> That's a shame they couldn't get Which, him. Yeah, that's sad. It's pretty <laughs> sad. But yeah, Boz ends up helping fucking Forsyth. So then they're all eyeballing him like, hey, this guy helped out the Brotherhood. He might be okay. And Gut's like, yo, we got a rally going on this weekend, man. You got to come hang out, John Stone, you're the coolest man. You're the coolest man. Forsyth still don't trust no, him. No, he don't trust yeah. him. But Gut kind of becomes like Stone Cold's like fucking ally. Yeah, yeah. But even his hype man for the rest that's of the movie. fair. He's, following him around, talking about how cool he is yeah. and shit. Everybody's got to have a hype, man.
1: That's Stone Cold, brother. He ain't dead, brother.
2: So we go to this fucking motorcycle rally, and it's fucking awesome. It is really There's cool. motorcycles everywhere. There's people everywhere. Boz and Forsythe, like, are eyeballing each other. They still don't like each other, so they do some, Immediately. some drag racing Immediately. on their fucking hogs, which is cool. There's dudes doing it. Fucking pit fights and these fucking like makeshift pits they've done made with sandbags. There's one curly haired, ripped to shit dude who seems to use a big elevated backbreaker as his finishing move, which is fucking cool. He
1: looks like Kenny Omega if you could make money with him.
2: Yeah, I thought like uh, uh, a Brian Pillman plus like Mm -hmm. uh, 100 pounds of muscle. maybe. Yeah, Yeah. he was a big boy. Same wheelhouse there, yeah. Mm -hmm. Big boy. He's doing, they kept going to the backbreakers. I was like, this guy's got to be some sort of professional wrestler of the era, but like, if he was, I would have known. I was familiar with all the professional wrestling uh, going on in thought 1991. The same thing.
1: I was like, this guy's doing the same spot over and over again. <laughs> but uh, fucking guts, all like,
2: oh, John Stone, John Stone, you got to get in there, man. You can hey, take it. John him. Stone, take Daddy. Him. You can get him. <laughs> yeah, he basically becomes the Jimmy Hart of yeah. the movie at this point. Somebody yeah. get this guy a megaphone. He's got a harmonica, not close enough. We need him with a megaphone. Ooh, yeah, the harmonica. That's true. Uh, so what happens? Boz here? peels Boz is his like, fucking shirt off. Yeah, jumps in the fucking pit and is just like, let's go at it, bro. Let's do this. Fucking big sluggers, they're haymaker in each other. Yeah, they both get a couple shots in, but then the guy gets the upper hand. Gives Boz his big fucking backbreaker finisher that finishes everybody off. But Boz ain't done, man. He's pissed oh, now. He gets yeah. up, gives him one of those big football shoulder tackles. Yes, now sir. Now we got a fight going. Now we got Chains Cooper. Creeping Ooh. around in the periphery, Ooh. he's noticing something going on the, over here. Who's, the
1: sexy, who's this sexy big balding beefy, pirate?
2: Blonde mulleted maniac. I've got my eye on him. I was talking about how cool chains looked. And this is this is, this is the sexy yeah, balding he pirate. Does look like a sexy balding pirate for sure. He could pluck him out of this and put him in one of those Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and he'd look great. Yeah. But this is the beginning. Of our Bodie and Johnny Utah esque love affair. Yep. Between John Stone and Chains Cooper, as he just starts eyeballing him, him, him right here. And yeah. You he's know, like, we're off to the races, man. Chains is like, I'd fuck that dude. One hundred percent. That's what he's thinking. So he goes back, gets in fucking Boz's van. And him and his old lady just start rooting around in there, reading yeah. all his mad magazines and like chewing all of his fucking double bubble and Shrinking shit, and all his root beers. Yeah. He fucking. John Stone bro, shows up. Bro, those were up.
1: IBC glass
2: bottles. And you could tell he's a little bit happy. He's like, oh, Chains Cooper is fucking interested in me, but he's playing it like yeah, he's pissed off, yeah. like he's putting on a show. Fuck you be a my van Yeah, he's like, the fuck out of my van, or I'll fuck you up, man. Get your bitch out of my Mad Magazine collection. I'm gonna fuck her up too and shit. Hell yeah. Chains Cooper He's a diplomat, man. He's like, yeah. oh, brother, brother, brother. Hey. Ain't no need to be like that. The greater here. good. Brotherhood, blah, blah, blah. brotherhood. Yeah, We got Nazi symbols everywhere. We're pretty cool people. <laughs> Everybody likes them. Uh, so the, the, the boss is like, you know what? Get out of here. Fucking, I'm gotta fucking blow. I just came to beat up this one guy and leave. Chains Cooper's like, don't even worry, man. Just. I'm going to give you my old lady. Just fuck my old lady in your van. It's going to be cool. We're all going to be friends. This is how you make friends. In the biker world, it seems to be. There's a lot of different biker stuff going on. Yeah. Which, yeah, like the boss was giving us a little bit of it uh, when we were at the bar earlier. We was like, you got a prospect to get into the yeah. fucker. Biker gang, you got to be a prospect. End of the club. And I'm just like, oh yeah, this is all the shit that those fucking dumb bikers were telling me at the dive bar the other day when yeah. they were talking to me about how they were prospects. And I kept being like, I don't know what the fucking words you're saying are, man. Oh, bro. Apparently, I hadn't seen Stone Cold recently enough because yeah. I was just like, a, I'm not interested. B, you're using a bunch of, like, biker gang lingo that sounds dumb and I don't care about. They, just go to the other side of the bar and mind your own business, you Cedar Lake weirdos. They were trying to recruit you so you could fuck Lance Henriksen's old lady. None of them had an old lady, though, because none of them were actually in the gang. They were all just lowly prospects. Yeah, you could have jumped all them. No, I couldn't. They jumped that 22-year-old kid before, <laughs> no. before anything could happen. Oh, no, well,
1: that's a shame. That kid really ruined your
2: chances of joining Got their that. whole... The Dang. whole biker gang banned from the bar, so I'm sure they probably got kicked out of being prospects because they got tattled on, and they're not supposed to be out wearing their prospect vests unless they're like with re- real gang members or whatever. I don't think you should be dishing on this. They're gonna come find you, bro. What do I care? They're fucking persona non grata with the Northwest Indiana Invaders. I'm Whoa. gonna start. I'm gonna start prospecting now. Wow. I'm gonna get in just to rub it in their faces. Oh, I'm scared. I feel. Scared. You just have to you have to ride thirty thousand miles on a Harley Davidson motorcycle before you can you can get in. The guy told me about it a lot. It's gotta be documented. Documented. Models. It all seems pretty cool. Like there's rules, the there's level. matching outfits. It nice. all seems just like really rebellious and awesome.
1: Eh, sometimes when I get out of jail I you know, still crave the comforts of order.
2: That's true, yeah. Idle hands are the devil's You got
1: play me talking thing. shit. Get out of here. I'm not getting jumped by no biker outlaws, you
2: crazy so-and-so. Hey. Hey, bring it to the Baby Oil and Blow Studios. We'll take we'll take on your whole fucking gang.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. Shower tits, Nate. Whoa, wait, what? Shower tits. <laughs> Is that my new nickname? No, but it, it oh, happens. That's, that's your next bullet point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, also, Forsyth. Still doesn't trust Boz. No, he lets yeah, that be yeah, known
2: okay, like yeah, all throughout this fucking okay. thing.
1: Pretty much any time he shows up
2: mm-hmm. from here on
1: out it's in the movie, to it's like to just be like, I don't, oh, I don't trust, trust that, that guy. guy.
2: Ooh, I'm a wild card. I don't trust that guy. Yeah, the next scene, Stone Cold comes to the fucking crazy compound the Brotherhood lives on to begin his prospecting career. Yes. We get a big titty lady with a tit tattoo playing mm. a pool with just her titties out. Before that, that was the in shower titties. I don't remember shower titties. That's was, how the scene opens who was up. Who's taking a shower? They
1: just scroll across the
2: campground and then they're like, oh, here's a shower area. Oh. And it's just two chicks showering together. I must have blinked when that happened because I was not expecting them to it have a nice. shower facility. It
1: was really nice. They were just two naked ladies showering together. I didn't think together. any of these people showered. And you can see it on YouTube.
2: Easy, man. Remember that. Loose lips sink ships. You're going to get that shit pulled down. No, they don't show anything. Wink, wink. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Fucking so Stone Cold shows up and he's like, I come to talk to James Cooper. I brought him a bulletproof vest wrapped up in some fucking butcher's paper. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't quite know what message he was trying to send. I couldn't really find any other... Thing to bring it in. It was some sort of like message he was trying to send, like, "Oh, I'm such a badass. You're gonna need a bulletproof vest if you start hanging out with me, or something." Really, it was
1: on. more backstory that got cut. His father was a butcher for over 40 years. Oh wow. he, he died know, tragically he at the hands of a biker gang. Could have all. And so he's really left deep all this movie butcher's, so much butcher's more. paper at his house. Could have been so much more. He just couldn't afford to. Going he, he on he in the film, he
2: couldn't throw it out. all these couldn't scenes of out. wistfulness and ennui. Just could have really deepened the experience butcher's of Stone Cold. Yeah, but Chains. Cooper's like, thanks for the fucking present, man. How about I put it on you and then shoot you with a gun?
1: <sighs> but you're, but I'm guessing Mr. Boz didn't mind, though, right? S-
2: no, he mind. He fucking what? gets up, pissed, and he picks up Chains oh. Cooper and body slams him on the pool table. Well, that's it. It's over is, for him, right? This, these failed? two guys, like fucking Chains Cooper, gives mm-hmm. him his old lady to bang, and the Boz is like, I don't trade women like they're objects. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I got. No fucking. I respect the sanctity of marriage. Completely disrespect your present. He comes back, tries to make peace. Here, I give you a bulletproof vest. James Cooper puts the vest on him and shoots him. These guys don't know how to receive a gift with any sort of graciousness. I'm going to say it right here. That's That's another thing they have in common. That's a good point. It's like when you get something for your dad and he's always like, you shouldn't have spent your money. Right, yeah, exactly. Well, I won't next time, fucking miserable old prick. What do you think now? Remember that. When you're sad at Christmas. But I think that deep down, Chains Cooper kind of appreciated that Boz responded from being shot by giving him a body slam. That's he's what like, he you know see. what? You got balls, man. Yeah. There's one thing yeah. I hold above everything else in this right. world. It's a nice it's balls. Big nice set of uh, hairy balls. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to give you a mission. You're going to prove your worth, and then we're going to make you part of the gang. We're not even going to make you drive 30,000 miles on a Harley Davidson motorcycle while wearing a white colored junior prospect vest. Much easier. All you got to do is go kill this guy and tear his ear off and bring it back to us. That's it. It's all they wanted. Apparently, this guy was fucking, like, running some drugs on their turf or something. Can't do that. Over in fucking Florida or something. Pensacola, to be exact. Yeah, it's like, everything that happens in this movie takes place in either Florida, Alabama, or Mississippi. So, you know, you're just knee-deep in the fucking real shit right here. This is the real shit. Somehow, it's an even less flattering Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's some, like, hillbilly charm going on in those sort of just, like, uh... Kentucky Hills, booze running movies. Yeah. This is straight up just like Bayou, swamp people. Just There's like, nothing charming about that. No, Hell no. Not at all. But yeah, fucking Stone Cold goes to Florida, goes in some like gross Florida nightclub, finds this fucking like Latino man, just all like coked up and fucking disco dancing, putting yep. on a big show. He's got a spider web tattoo on his ear and a dangly earring. This is how That's we're how supposed told to uh, it, yeah. identify him. Stone Cold's got a plan, man. Dainly ones. He's not going to murder this guy for real. No. What he's going to do is use his cop credentials to steal an ear off a corpse, have it tattooed like a corpse, yeah. arrest this guy, send him away in like some sort of witness protection, mm-hmm. and then just bring a corpse ear to old Chains Cooper, and yeah. everything's going to be fine. He's going to be able to... like. Not have a murder on his conscience. Chains mm-hmm. Cooper's going to trust him. He's going to let him in the gang. Sounds pretty well thought Everything's out. Everything's going to fucking end up hunky-dory. So everything was good then. That's good. I Except like that Chains Cooper is like, oh, thanks for the ear, but I got more jobs for you. What? These chicks are going to go collect some money oh, downtown, God. and I want you to go with them as protection. And then Ice William <sighs> Forsyth is like, that's my gig. I'm supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to do that. Some more jealousy here. It's like some King Lear shit. Like, who's Chains Cooper's favorite son now? Is it John Stone or is it Ice? We got a little sibling rivalry building here between these two. I feel like it's going to come to a head at some point, Matt. Well, here's how you know it is, because right when Boz leaves
1: after that last meeting, Chains gets Mm -hmm. on the horn, Mm -hmm. he calls up some copper chick that he knows. Yeah, which this is. And he's like, hey. This was wild to me. He's like, hey, baby, Mm -hmm. I need you to run a NCIC Mm -hmm. on
2: the boss. She's just like this straight-laced cop chick who's like, okay, sure, I do shit like this for you all the time. Chains Cooper because I love you or something. How does this girl know Chains Cooper? She's probably on the take, dog. I didn't get the sense that she was on the take. I got the sense that this is just like a chick who is friends with Chains Cooper, who is doing him fucking just favors all the time. Fuck bikers on the weekend. Yeah, there was like a fucking Manson vibe going on here. It could be that. And I was reading in between the lines. I want to see some more scenes of Chains Cooper like getting people under his spell. putting a digit Mm, oh yeah and the dispatch slipping a digit in just in a sort of intimidating way like remember what happened last time yeah this is gonna end the way i want it we all know this he's gonna put a foot in you give in he's
1: gonna put a foot in you
2: so they go to collect some money and it goes bad man because the mafia is not happy that they're collecting money on the mafia's turf yeah so well, the they're, Mafia they're, comes. They're, they're collecting on the Mafia's
1: turf because uh, Chains wants to go bigger,
2: right? Chains has got a secret plan called D-Day that he has to raise a lot of money yeah. from. So he's really lately been pushing things to the extreme. Yeah. They used to just kind of be a party outfit, but now he's right. like getting real serious about it. They're doing more shit to get money. He's taking more risks. The Mafia gets mad, so they drive by and they throw a hand grenade at Tool, one of the Brotherhood members. That's a,
1: that was... That was hard for me to watch. He gets
2: exploded by a hand grenade right away. I was sad by Devastating. That. Fucking Nancy and uh, old John Stone around the corner collecting. They pull up, fucking roll Nancy. They take the $400 yeah. she had just taken from like some poor old Vietnamese woman or something. They get in their car and peel out. It was like a horror house. John Stone's like, oh, hell no. He runs, jumps on the hood of their car. You get a classic action movie good guy riding on the Mm -hmm. hood of the bad guy's car through the streets fucking thing going on.
1: Yep, he's like, you got the wrong guy,
2: buddy. I'm the boss. Yeah, but it doesn't end up well for him because they just kind of crash the car real quick and then get out. He beats up a couple of them, but then he gets like a gun in his face and it's like over and I'm like... You could have probably destroyed some more stuff during the scene, Boz. But what year is it? 1991. So he successfully breaks that guy's arm over his shoulder? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he does. Do he does. A classic Steven Seagal over the fucking shoulder dislocation of the elbow move. Uh, a little shout out to my man, Double S.
1: A lot of people don't realize uh, Steven Seagal was the quarterback's coach mm. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wow. for several years. Really? Yeah.
2: He could do anything he wants. little That's how they met. Sitting on the sidelines playing blues yeah. guitar. Every once in a while, yeah. the quarterback would come over and he'd just whisper some secrets yeah. into his ear. The boss one day was like, uh, "Excuse
1: me, Coach Seagal. I understand I don't play for your team, and I'm also not mm-hmm. a quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I would love to be in Just action movies. Pick your
2: brain about dislocating elbows yeah. over your shoulder."
1: And he's like, "You can read about it in my memoirs."
2: <laughs> memoirs. Uh, what goes on after this? Oh, we get, oh shit, we get a scene where uh, Ice comes to Chains Cooper's fucking little house, which yeah, is just cool as fuck. Yeah, Chains does. is living in some sort of like just shack. He's like sleeping up in a catwalk, but he's got like a bunch of draperies going around to yeah. like soften the place and sort of make it homier. Yeah, it's like concrete floors, open spaces, but he's also got like a lot of candles writ And like, it looks like a lot of like books and records. He's into some kind of spiritual thing. He talks about his serenity. He's got some sort of like Bodhisattva inner life going on for fucking sure. But, uh, he's, you know, ice is just again, just like, I'm going to tell you this right now, man, this fucking new guy, you're all up his fucking ass. This guy's not the guy. And he's
1: all like, this is the dude. And then they're just all like, well, I guess we're at an impasse. Yeah, so.
2: agree to disagree, and James al- Cooper. Agree also,
1: to disagree. let's take time to notice, because it's hinted at earlier in the film, but it's
2: completely shown here. We get shirtless Lance Hendrickson. Mm-hmm. He looks great. Yeah, this guy's fucking vascular. He's cut in this, this. He's got some like a uh, little bit of traps going on. Even yeah. though his body's still real lean, he's got a yeah. real thick neck going on. It looks fucking cool, he's- but he still just looks like... Gross and old, like, right even though like his body's all ripped yeah. up. It's just the perfect, just like scuzzy biker badass that fucking look. Lean yet ripped. Yeah, uh, for uh, sure. Yeah. Just like I would probably get some mass if he'd eat some protein and not just live off smoking cools all day. Nah, fuck that. He's good yeah. where he's he's, at, he's fine. You know? He's fine with how he's, he's living.
1: He's doing great.
3: Uh
2: next fucking thing I have is we kidnap some National Guard guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, the DA calls in the National Guard to, like, lock down the streets and start, like, you know, running anybody on a motorcycle's papers so they can start bringing in brotherhood guys.
1: Yeah, shit starts getting tense. The feds start panicking. They're like, oh, man, they're going to kill this fucking governor, dude. Like, th- th- this is bad. Like, we need we need to abort. And Boz is all like, hey, Glenn from Raising Arizona, mm-hmm. tell your guys to cool it. I'm going to get Lance Hendrickson's old lady to flip on him. That's right. He's got a big plan
2: where he's going to like create a big fucking like drug deal between yeah. the Brotherhood and the Mafia. He's like, I got it planned out already. We're going to get them both busted at the same time. Yeah. We're going to get Nancy, the old lady, to flip and be the fucking big witness. Boz is going to be the hero. He's going to take down all of them. Also, we get a little scene where the Brotherhood goes and visits Tool in the uh, hospital. Oh, after, hell yeah. Uh, he gets exploded by that hand yeah. grenade. His face is all mangled, and he's disgusting. He looks cool. But Chains Cooper's like, don't worry about it. I got this tiny little redhead chick who I've got my hand around her neck mm-hmm. very menacingly, and I am I assure you she's going to marry you yeah. from now on, you, well, that was you're disgusting and mutilated. That was his she's girlfriend. She's going to be your sex slave. Well, that was Tool's girlfriend. Yeah, but... She's clearly trying to get out of there, and he's like, I will kill you if, if you, you don't marry him, him. Yeah. forever now. He made the ultimate sacrifice. Fucking gut brings him a pineapple pizza, which is weird. Yeah. It's a weird little detail. I brought you pineapple pizza. And then gut wants to no, play. Thank you, gut.
1: Gut wants to play his mouth harp for him, you know? And which Chains oh, Cooper tells him, take that
2: fucking harmonica down to the parking lot. Hey, take that harmonica to the fucking parking lot, man. And it sounded like there would have been like a couple scenes up to this point where like you see him playing the harmonica and know that he has it and it's a thing. Or like even like know that like it's a thing that gets on Chains' nerves. It just seems like a weird random moment. Well, here's the thing, Nate. Supposedly Lance
1: Hendrickson got to write all his own lines oh, for this movie. Good for
2: him. Yeah. Coming into this thing with some juju. <laughs> They're like, here's how the movie's written. You come up with the dialogue. But, uh, yeah, then we get to the point where they get stopped by some. Oh, the Razzies, National yeah, Guard guys. National Guard, whatever. And instead of, like, giving them their papers, they just laugh and, like, kidnap these fucking guys. For five Take seconds. them back to the compound, and then they board them up into some crates, and then they shoot them dead. Yeah. Which I don't know what the plan is here. I guess no. it's just to, like, you know. Send a message out to the authorities like, yo, we ain't playing. Because, yeah, they just leave them in the crates and then just bring them back. But Nancy, she's like horrified right. by it. She's almost ready to flip. Gut has a conscious of faith he's like, this isn't what the brotherhood used to be about, nah, man. man. It used to be about like partying and seeing hell boobies yeah. and shit all the time. Hell now hell we're yeah. killing people in cold blood. I side with Gut. So then Ice is like, fuck that, man. We got to get rid of them. Yeah. And I don't think they get rid of him but they do cut off his hand Correct. in like the spokes of a motorcycle tire. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But do we see gut anymore after that? Like I don't remember seeing I him don't... with like one hand or anything from this Oh, point they on. show him
1: later. they don't He's really, still hanging yeah, around with yeah. just like he essentially shows up, one hand or whatever. He shows up at the court at the end. Importantly though, Lance Henriksen's all like, "Hey, I don't trust my bitch anymore. Mm-hmm. I need a new bitch." You can clearly read the back of the shirt which yeah. says that the
2: bitch fell off. Uh-huh. I need a new bitch. Which is fine, because Ice is just like, you can have one of my old ladies. And yeah, just, I like, got throws eight. him a blonde lady. that's very And then nice he just starts them. making out with a blonde lady. Yeah. And then Nancy, the ex-old lady, is like, now I'm even more put out. Enter Brian Bosworth the boss. Oh. Oh. He's going to swoop in with some flowery language. Yeah. A couple promises of taking yeah. her away from all this yeah, okay. before you know it. They got yeah. a fucking little makeout sesh going on, man. Yeah, nice, nice. Out by the out by the swamp or wherever they are. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. The bayou. Either way, he's turned her. She's gonna fucking turn states evidence. That bitch the is. The Brotherhood's turned. going down.
1: She's turned. What happens here? Uh, so. Fucking,
2: they go and they're having some beers. Yeah. at like a bar. Nancy's telling. Boz the whole sob story, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's interesting, but I got to go meet with an FBI guy for a minute. Right. So he leaves. As he's leaving, Forsyth is walking in. Yeah. He fucking, he makes him. He spots him. He follows him all the way to the meeting with Glenn from Raising Arizona, and is just like, I knew you were a cop. This gives me a great opportunity to shoot you dead. He pulls out Newsy in the middle of broad daylight in the middle of a crowded street, just is like... Hey, Stone! And then just starts fucking machine gunning Shooting. and everything. Shooting <laughs> and a lot. Chaos. And now we got a motorcycle chase.
1: The whole reason uh, that Boz is meeting with Glenn is because Glenn's like, hey, man, the feds yeah, found shutting this whole operation two dead down. bodies.
2: Everybody's spooked. We got to pull it's you over, out of man. here. It's but over. John Stone's like, I'm a loose cannon, man. You yeah, can't pull me out. I'm going to pull you in. This uh, this motor... Also, you know all those resources that I still need you to get together for my undercover operations thing I'm doing? Yeah. Uh, please still bring those. Please still everyone, bring those. Everyone. Even though you've said that the operation shut down and I'm no longer on the case, please still bring all that stuff so these, I can still do it. These
1: people will murder
2: me. You know, the semi-truck, all of the drugs, the, drugs uh, the people the money, we need, the, the fake drug dealer guy. A lot of people Please bring involved. all of that stuff still.
1: Yeah. We got a lot right now. Even though I'm this. off the case. Even though... Oh, boy. This chase is cool, though. It's motorcycles. It's some shooting. It's just like a beat cop gets involved in
2: his fucking cruiser. He's going out in there.
1: Oh, yeah. That's great. Uh, William Forsythe. Rides alongside this Mexican gentleman who has his arm out the
2: window. Oh, yeah. And Forsythe just goes, yoo-hoo, and then cuts his arm. Slashes him with a knife so that the guy, like, swerves his car into the wall and crushes fucking Stone Cold. It's a really cool so thing. They're, like, going through a tunnel here. I just it's love a him great move. just
1: driving up alongside somebody and seeing their arm out the window and him just being like, cut.
2: Mm-hmm. With a knife. He machine guns the cop, chasing him through the windshield, which then also makes the entire car explode into a gigantic ball it of flames. It looks awesome. It looked so great. Because
1: like, they filmed a stunt where the car blows up with a motorcycle mm-hmm. directly in front of it. Mm-hmm. It
2: looked cool. All the explosions in this movie are just top-notch yeah. fucking explosions. Good use of that 25 mil. Uh, it ends though tragically with Forsythe's character being taken out of the movie oh, because God. eventually fucking Stone Cold gets the better of him. Yeah. does a little fucking Deke action on him, and he collides head on with another car. Yeah, which is great. Oncoming car because the physics of it are insane. Like a guy in a motorcycle collides head on with a car, he go should go flying off the motorcycle like thousands of feet. Yeah. Instead, he doesn't go anywhere. Just as soon as he collides with the car, he explodes. (laughs) Like his entire stationary body just explodes (laughs) in place as it collides with the fucking car. Yeah. The the physics make no sense. The explosion's completely over the top. This is 100% video game violence going on in this movie. Again,
1: yeah. So the body doesn't go very far, but the bike exploded. And then he's just
2: laying next to the bike. And he's wow. like kind of burned. He's like, he's like, but like fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon burned. Like when Elmer Fudd's like rifle yeah. backfires in his yeah. face or his whatever. His face is
1: just kind of sooty. And I'm watching this and I'm like, well, Tool was fine.
2: Ice yeah, is that's good. Right. No, he's fine. He gets one last word or he's like, fuck you, cop, or something uh, like that. And then in the very next scene, he's he dead. Does, yeah. He's just dead. Which is very sad except for the fact that we get to have the scene of Ice's funeral Hell which yeah. is one of the coolest fucking things in this Hell movie. yeah. <laughs> the We're- whole brotherhood is hanging around with gigantic fucking torches. They're just they got fucking Ice like taxidermied on top of his motorcycle on top of a big pile of fucking wood. Yeah. And they just say a couple words about what a crazy asshole he was and how hard he could fucking party and shit. Yeah. And then they just burn them alive, and then they're all yelling and having a fucking hootenanny. They throw like a cup of gasoline on them, mm-hmm. and then immediately <laughs> throw a torch on them. It's great. It's great shit. After fucking Chains uh, Cooper puts a cigar in his mouth, too. Yeah, that just looked
1: cool. Uh, seconds before this is happening outside of the compound, inside, Nancy gets a little phone call f- Oh yeah from, from Sharon the, uh,
2: the the switch operator at she's the precinct. Like, I got some fucking juicy goss for you to send Chains Cooper's way. I ran fucking the info on Joe Stone Yeah. and turns out it's cross-referenced with John Huff. What? And Nancy's like, okay, yeah, I'll tell him. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Nobody knows. Have a nice day. They act like it's a big like revelation, but yeah. it's, it really shouldn't mean anything. No. Like, oh, this fucking, like, PCP-dealing biker criminal guy we're with might have an alias of some sort yeah one state over what a shocking revelation this proves what a fraud he is
1: She straight up is like dude what's going on why are you associated and he says Mm -hmm. i'm a criminal yeah i got a lot of different names and then she's like oh that makes pretty good sense but he immediately follows it up with i'm a
2: cop well, she says, like, look into my eyes yeah, oh, directly right. and tell me you're not a cop. So he takes his sweet, reflective sort of rainbow fucking Yeah, the wraparound shades. Looks or... her directly in the eyes and says, you're right, I'm a cop. Yeah. So it's like, he didn't lie to her. He's just... Yeah, he just found a way around it. found a way around it. This is a thing women do all the time, where they're like, technically I didn't lie. Yeah. I just omitted the real truth you were looking for. You're With the asshole context. in this situation. Yeah. Douchebag. He so pulled wh- a chick move on him. Yeah, whatever. He's an undercover cop. Sometimes <laughs> you got to do some chick stuff. So they kill, uh, they burn up uh, old ice. Uh,
1: you know, Baz is uh, what he's got. He's got. He's got he to do the thing. Time to do that feds. big P C P deal. He meets going with on. the feds. He's like, hey, we're gonna do a thing. I got the bikers. They're gonna give the uh, fucking drugs to the Italians, mm-hmm. and those dumb goombas are gonna give money. And so then the guy
2: shows up with the drugs. Yeah. They stage like a fake fucking murder to even, like, make Stone Cold look like more of a criminal where the guy's like, I f- want 10% instead of 5%. And then, like, Boz shoots some blanks at him, and he has some blood squibs, and they're yep. all like, oh, this guy fucking murdered this guy, whatever. No. So then it's like, now we got the drugs. Take the drugs to where we're going to go. Deal it to the mafia. But Chains Cooper has other ideas, Matt. He's like, I'm changing the the place where we're doing this,
1: you know, there's there's a saying: drive Nate. the drugs somewhere else. There's a saying, Nate. What is it? Old Chance Cooper mm-hmm. might have been
2: born at night, uh huh, but he's not a fucking idiot. Where, where's that a saying? Now, now, where I'm from, nowhere I've ever lived is that a saying? Pensacola? Oh, oh, yeah, never been, okay. never been, yeah. never had the pleasure. It's nice, lovely, it's lovely. But yeah, then the feds get on the radio and they're like, oh, what's going on? The drugs aren't going to the place you're supposed to go. Nancy's in the car with fucking John Stone. We are hey, saying this. Hey, policeman, we don't give a fuck who's in that truck. His cover's blown. She's like, you are a cop, you son of a bitch, you fucking, you fucking pig, you fucking gross she figured it out. Not a very good undercover operation they no, got going on. Man, some <laughs> classic uh, baby oil and blow police work right mm-hmm. here. So, to fucking... Stone Cold's got a problem. He doesn't have control of the drugs anymore. They're gone. He's not going to be able to bust everybody because he doesn't even know where the shit's like happening or whatever. He made the mistake. He should have, when his cover was
1: blown, Mm -hmm. if there's anything I learned, Mm -hmm. that's when you John McClane it and you just turn to him and you go, relax, I'm a cop. Right. Okay. There you go. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I'm a
2: police officer. Oh, that,
1: that works too. Not really. That never seems to work for Arnold.
2: (laughs) He gets through all right. I guess so. But yeah, they're like, oh shit, fucking, now there's 12 barrels of fucking like whatever crank fucking drug out on the street. Yeah. We got to take care of this. We got to figure out how we're going to deal with the fact that we didn't fucking <sighs> arrest the mafia or the brotherhood. We might, we let too many of those drugs get out. The good news is that Boz takes care of the drug part because he takes his hog, goes to where the semis drive in. Shoots the fucking cables in between the fucking trailer and the fucking uh, semi-truck, detaching it from the semi-truck, which then sends the drugs hurtling into a gas station, which then the entire gas station just explodes in probably the biggest explosion of a movie full of gigantic explosions, burning all of the fucking drugs up. And he's like, well, you know, uh, at least I took care of those drugs. Let me go back to the compound and talk to Chains Cooper and see if we're still cool see or whatever. See if noticed any <laughs> you know? of that shit. <laughs> everything kind of went down weird. Uh, but no, it doesn't. We got problems when he gets back to the fucking compound, man. Is everything okay? No, everything's not okay because the Mexican guy from earlier with the tattooed ear... I'm the good dancer. ...who he should have just killed, he's back. Huh. He fucking squealed to Chains Cooper that the boss is a cop... They've got him fucking huh. ambushed. They got Nancy fucking oh, sitting God, there. They know that she's fucking turned on him. He may or may not have liked her. I don't know. Mexican guys are like, I told you, don't fuck with me, and you wouldn't listen. What happens now? Yeah. He, I I knew this guy was not going to survive this scene. When he because he getting too chesty. They got everything they wanted out of you, man. Yeah. You got the info. You still crossed them, so fucking right. they're still going to kill you, which Shane yeah. Cooper. Turns to him blows him away with a big fucking gun and says fucking god forgives the brotherhood doesn't does not which they all have that tattooed on them it yeah. might be a thing that we should probably get tattooed on us yeah. at some point gfbd I think. yeah getting we can get that somewhere i'm not against it maybe like a one of those like on the cheek tattoos that all the rappers are getting right now i might get it as one of those that would look really good underneath mm-hmm. your right eye For sure Oh, right-eye Adams. I like it. James Cooper's like, yeah, fucking he's dead. We're badasses. We're going to do a bunch of shit. You're fucked, Stone Cold. Oh, also, just to be an asshole, I'm going to shoot what might be your new girlfriend. I'm not sure. Either way, I don't care. Shoots Nancy in the fucking head. Was it in the head? It was a headshot, right between the eyes. Blew her fucking head off. Yeah, I was like, that's pretty hardcore, Stone Cold. I wasn't expecting you to, like blow the female lead's head off like going into the third act. Yep. Hell yeah. It's <sighs> like we're not going to end this movie with any platonic embraces like we no. did Eraser last week. No,
1: none of that crap. Boz, you got to let people know the Boz firmly believes in the baby oil and blow mantra mm-hmm.
2: of staying single. Got to stay single. Even if you have to have your arch nemesis blow away your fucking girlfriend to make it happen. Hey, man you know so we're starting to learn about what d-day is it's a big plan that the fucking brotherhood's been working on because army guy who used to be in the army and the brotherhood has gone yeah. back to the army and he stole an army chopper they need an army chopper pretty of some like sort. painlessly yeah very easy it seems yeah. to just walk into the army hey, and ask i them used for a to be in the army mm-hmm. can i borrow a helicopter they got a Bomb. They're going to strap a bomb to Stone Cold and blow him away. It's a pretty good plan. It's so a, the, a really good plan. The The whole D-Day plan is what? They show up at the courthouse to break out their good friend Trouble Owens, mm-hmm. who's in their gang. He's about to be fucking, you know, the Mississippi Supreme Court is about to sentence
1: they're him trying to, to death. To, yeah, sentence him to death. They want to free him. They want to crack the whip. Mm-hmm. And they're going to blow up Boz over the city mm-hmm. skyline yeah. to create a
2: diversion. Mm-hmm. Continue. Great fucking plan. Continue. So, Chains Cooper shows up. There's places, security everywhere, media everywhere. Yeah. He's fucking short haired and clean shaven now what? and dressed up like a priest. He looks like Lance Henriksen. He looks now. like Lance Hendrickson now yeah. of Fox's Millennium. Ah. Oh. He's a uh, great he show. Sneaks huh? his way in through all the security. Frank Black. He gets into the fucking courthouse. Yeah, that was his character. Yeah. Same thing as the guy from the Pixies. Mm hmm. Uh, fucking, he's sitting there, we're watching the trial happen, meanwhile the chopper's getting closer and closer, Bosworth is like tied up, but you can see him like using his ripped to shit muscles to try and like rip away at his restraints, so there's some tension going on there. I feel good about his chances. We learn that uh, Lance Hendrickson has a machine gun taped to the bottom of the chair he's sitting in which I have a lot of questions here. Like, I know they've been planning this for a while, mm. but still, how did they get a machine gun smuggled into the courthouse? How mm. did they know what seat he was going to end up sitting in in order to tape it under the right seat? There's mm. there's a lot of logistics of this plan mm. that we just got to take on face value. Like, the Brotherhood had this all figured out.
1: Well, as long as it keeps it to
2: 95 minutes, we'll keep rolling, yeah, you know? absolutely. fucking But uh, we're getting closer and closer to the point where there's like, all right, time to strap this bomb to you and kick you out of this chopper, Brian Bosworth. But he's like, Oh, nay, nay, I've broken my restraints. Now I'm fighting you guys. He's like tearing wires helicopter. out of the walls of yeah. this helicopter, like, like wallets flying. People and, like, with hydraulic fluid. That's right. He's fucking like beating everybody up. He takes the bomb, straps it to the guy who was going to strap it to him, kicks him out. Guy explodes all over downtown fucking wherever Mississippi. Yeah. His blood and guts are raining down on fucking families and children.
1: I love this movie, though, for those practical effects. Like Right before that dude gets exploded, mm-hmm. though,
2: there's clear shots of two stuntmen right. clearly Rolling fist around fighting inside of in a, a wide-open helicopter. helicopter. Once again, $25 million they spent on this fucking movie because oh. they were convinced, Brian Bosworth's going to be a big star. We need to yeah. fucking... Put some money behind this to make sure it happens.
1: Fuck you, computers. I miss the days of real cowboys doing stupid so shit much. like this.
2: As this is happening, fucking Chains Cooper pulls out his machine gun and starts blowing everybody away it's pretty cool. in the fucking courthouse. And then up in the helicopter, meanwhile, after he's taken care of everybody the yeah. pilot, fucking Boz then like takes the pilot by the throat. Yep. And I think sorta of just by choking him, like Rat Ratatouille, like, steers the helicopter where he wants it to go just For by, like, manipulating yeah. this guy's windpipe. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> From what I can tell, this is what was happening. Yep. He fucking choke steers the helicopter to above the courthouse. Then he jumps out of it, crashing, like, 50 feet through, like, a fucking skylight, hits a marble floor, like, really hard, and then Demolition Man style is just, like... Pops up real quick off the ground and like starts fighting immediately.
1: I was gonna say like
2: you're splattered everywhere, all over the ground, man.
1: We found the only thing.
2: You are a bug on a windshield, We right found now. the
1: only thing that made Demolition Man's opening bungee scene
2: believable. <laughs> and it's this. Yeah, this is jumping out of here. So fucking Chains Cooper's machine gun and everybody in the courtroom. Yep. Boz is in the courthouse. A fucking big truck pulls up and, like, busts through the front door, yep. opens up its back. Bunch of the Brotherhood starts fucking coming out of the back of the truck in their mm-hmm. choppers. They're just fucking choppering through this whole courthouse. It's, it's insanity cool. everywhere. It's we cool. got a huge, gigantic fucking final fight.
1: Uh, I love that, like, a big deal's made for them to break out this Trouble Owens cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's the first person that Boz comes face to face with. mm mm-hmm. Old dudes on the back of a motorcycle, and these two dudes are driving right at the Boz. Oh and, man, Boz has that like fucking pump. Sh-
3: yeah, he's action got a pump shotgun shot
2: that he's fucking murdering everybody with. Ugh. He shoots the driver in the chest; he's dead. Then he shoots the motorcycle. And if we've learned anything, it's if you shoot a fucking vehicle in this movie, it explodes. So that explodes, hey. killing the guy in the back of the motorcycle. Hey, I don't mind. You no. use the same Hell set no. of rules the entire mm, time. Very consistent. Um, they're killing politicians right and left, they're taking everybody hostage, one of the bikers is, like, up in the front yelling at the media, like, we've taken over the whole building, we've got everybody hostage. Are you talking about Mudfish? We're in charge of the fucking Mississippi government from this point on. Yep. (laughs) Which, this is when I have to start wondering, like, what is the end game that Chains Cooper has planned here? Like, we've taken over the Supreme Court of Mississippi here, we've got this whole fucking building to... What what yeah. what next? What after this? Where I do you go? What do you do? The US government's just gonna fucking nuke your ass. Yeah. Like, this is the biggest terrorist act that's ever happened on American soil to this point. Like Yeah, they're coming at, at you hardcore. The army just comes to your compound and, and kills you with just, a nuclear weapon. Or whatever. Right. Like the brotherhood's over. Or you were talking
1: napalm. There's <laughs> yeah, your napalm. Right, there you go. Yeah. Fucking... They're just gonna burn every square inch. This war is gonna be over. Right? Oh, God. So, uh, yeah, we got bikers everywhere. mm -hmm.
2: Boz is just walking through a courthouse. Oh, yeah, because this is where the last fucking time we see fucking gut... Where he does go to uh who's the guy at the front talking Mudfish? To me? Mudfish, Mudfish. So Mud something. Gut is in there with Mud Honey and uh mm-hmm. he catches wind of Boz and Boz gives him a like, ooh, don't say nothing. You could be on my side, Gut. And we, Guts we're like always You know cool. what? You're right. You are the coolest. But before that can happen, Mud Honey catches wind to the fact that somebody's around. Yeah. He blows fucking gut away. But that gives the Boz like a moment's distraction to them. Pump shotgun him through the chest so that he oh. then goes flying through the front window of the so courthouse far. and fucking crashes down on top of a fucking car, exploding the car. This That's scene, a cool
1: death. Yeah, this scene's cool because, like, every bad guy that Boz shoots flips just goes like flying. 15 to 20 feet backwards. This is a powerful ass shotgun. Ends up
2: like falling off. Uh, a railing oh, or yeah, a window something. or something. The ultimate being... Don't just die. ...to win fucking... He, we're getting to the final showdown between him and Chains. Yeah. Chains is, like, on the back of a motorcycle. He stops and gets off, and he's like, yo, just uh, go drive at Bosworth real fast. I'm gonna, like, duck behind this fucking marble pole. Right. Guy fucking tries to play chicken with Boz, but Boz just fucking shoots him in the chest. Square in the chest. Guy keeps driving, goes flying out the window... Perfectly lined up with where the chopper is hovering outside of the window, motorcycle and the chopper fucking collide. Both of them explode That's in midair. That's got to. big time. Everything's exploding. Uh, That's fucking tremendous. There goes Hendrickson's escape. Which, yeah, now it's down to the Boz and fucking uh, Lance Hendrickson. Which is sort of a thing we've addressed like uh, before in these movies, where you've yep. got like some sort of hulking Superman, right. v- good guy. And like you build up to the very last scene, ends up just being a fist fight between him and some like feeble old man. <laughs> here's what I was getting at. Here's
1: what I was getting at earlier, and I never made it to my final point. And they should have kept him around for this decision. Forsyth, although uh-huh. also small and just a No, oh, he's fat a big guy. dude, but, but he's, yeah, yeah he's he's fucking, he's playing the kind of just a doughy fucking guy,
2: wildcat
1: right, here, yeah. who it's like.
2: Yeah, he might be crazy enough to fuck up mm-hmm. the boss. Like Or if you do like enough stuff where like the boss is taking like some damage, like yeah. James Cooper has managed to like cut one of his Achilles tendons or something or whatever and like he can barely fucking stand, and well, this, is like this like, guy just jumped forty Chains, feet from a fucking <laughs> right. helicopter. This He's is, clearly you can't scraped have up. Have somebody be a just completely unstoppable good guy, and then yeah. have him the climax be him fighting some little fucking scrawny bad guy villain who is never portrayed as a physical no. presence. And so there's at all. no tension here at the end yeah. that fucking Chains Cooper is going to be able to win this fight. The this climax is, of the film was the motorcycle flying through the window and exploding the oh, a helicopter. Yeah. Hell, yeah. You needed to set up some sort of thing where like Chains Cooper outsmarted us. He's getting away. He's in the chopper. He's right. going to get away with this. But then the boss like, is able to he send a motorcycle out. Yeah. Then the climax right. is it right. exploding, which kills Chains Cooper all at once. And it's like... Ah, uh, the movie peaks at the appropriate time and everything's wrapped up. You know? Yeah. This is, this is a thing too many of these action movies fall into where they create too powerful of a good guy and then they don't have like a final fucking yeah. thing for him that he needs to get through.
1: Right. Uh, you know, the John Lithgow, Sylvester Stallone, top of the fallen helicopter
2: mm-hmm, fist mm-hmm. fight. Oh, yeah. That works. Cliffhanger. Yeah. That there's works. a lot of fucking lot of different there. shit going on. a lot yeah. of stakes Uh-huh. This eh, could have done better. But we do manage to milk one extra little bit of tension out of it after he beats the shit out of Chains Cooper and then gives him away to the police. Oh, uh, a quick shout-out to uh-huh. that headbutt he throws
1: and that just oh, disgustingly yeah, yeah, yeah. wet thwack. Th- yeah, yeah. Like it
2: was oh. <laughs> pretty good. But they they, they they know that this fight wasn't going to be much, so they they try to give us one more stinger where they give us the diehard ending. Yep. Yep. Full there on you go. fucking diehard ending. Yep. Where Chains Cooper, like we think that everything's good, but then he goes for one of the cop arresting him gun, points it at fucking the Boz, is gonna blow his head off. But then but Glenn oh. from Raising Arizona gets his hero moment. We're swingers. He fucking him and his his, his gun, which he calls Dot, they're swingers. Him yep. and Dot blow away fucking Chains Cooper yep. before the Boz can take one. Fucking FBI guy, all right, big hero, big hero time. That's right. And then we just get sort of like a slow-mo thing, like the boss walking away from all the chaos. Yeah. He's like covered in so much blood at this point that I'm wondering like, is that a silk shirt he's wearing or is it just slick with so much blood that it looks like a silk shirt? That's really hard to say. I don't remember, yeah. I don't remember what he was wearing originally. That's very hard to say. But I like the idea of like his diehard ripped up, torn up tank top just being like just a, a black silk shirt covered in blood. <laughs> it's very, very Brian Bosworth. Yeah. Then we get a mid credits Doobie Brothers song, and that's pretty much it for uh, fucking yeah. Stone Cold. That's all of it. Uh, so let's take a break here. We're gonna see coming attractions. What our next couple Hog Wild motorcycle movies yeah. are, and then we'll wrap this shit up real quick when Stone Cold enters Judgment Day.
1: Get on your motorcycles and ride!
0: From the heat of the Desert Road Striker, a new breed of man, out of its hell rode the savages they were destined to meet. Every Tom,
3: cat in the county
0: comes down here to prove he's a savage Dawn. The brutal tale of a disenchanted Vietnam hero who returns to America and faces a new kind of
3: enemy. That's good. Oh.
0: For now, it's personal, lack, you know, between you and me. I'll be seeing you real soon. You know what I mean, boy. I'm not taking people I care about into a fight. I'm not leading anybody into a fight to the death. They came looking for revenge. What they got was Stryker. Striker, the ultimate killing machine. George Kennedy. I don't know exactly what I'm looking for, whatever you want to call it, meaning, the reason for living, I don't... Lance Hendrickson. Karen Black. Savage Dawn. The day of terror has just begun. Tells me you have some unfinished business with a blue uniform. If I was Martin, I wanted to get into some serious drugs. I'd hang with bikers. You don't gotta be a rocket scientist to get close to them. They only got a few rules. What kind of games are they play in Cleveland, Ohio? We like to play with guns. What are you gonna do? I think I'm gonna shoot him. Oh, I wanna move some contraband. Buy it here, sell in the Midwest. What about guns? You want a goddamn rocket launcher? Want to talk business, or we're gonna kiss each other all day. You still a cop? Do
2: you have any idea what would happen if they found out? I'll kill you without a second thought.
0: Everything depends on what you do next. You jeopardize this entire operation. When you were a little kid, you were a victim. Now look what you've become. It's got to stop. Some men are meant to stand between good and evil. Nobody lives forever. That's a fact. Fixing the Shadow.
2: So you feel better about XFL, then, with The Rock behind it? I feel like this is going to be the biggest thing to happen since Justin Timberlake bought MySpace. The fucking star power of this guy behind a once prominent, but now... Once prominent? XFL was never prominent. No, this is stupid. What the fuck is The Rock buying The XFL for? I
1: would assume they're going to do like a year-fired angle at the 50-yard line with Vince McMahon.
2: I can't really see him signing on for something like that. They make
1: Vince McMahon join the Kiss
2: My Ass Club. Ooh, my how the turns have tabled for sure. That would have Uh, those turns get tabled constantly. It wouldn't have sold for essentially nothing if like any of its TV partnerships were still going to be active once like all this rock doesn't need his TV. He's got better TV partnerships than. McMahon does. This shit was on like NBC and Fox and shit, wasn't it? He's already really getting better than he's that. He's already getting good with NBC. I'm thinking that this is all just a thing to be a plot line on the next season of Ballers or whatever that HBO show is. That's fine. Like his character is going to like buy the XFL, so they're just actually buying the XFL so they can do all of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, this this might be what it's, it's just a little fictional thing. Uh, it's not really going to come come back. That Danny Garcia. That's Wh- who's that who's Danny that? Garcia, mm-hmm.
1: his yeah. partner, the rocks partner and oh, his production. I didn't company. know the rock was gay even. Well, it's a
2: chick. It's his ex wife. Oh, OK. So, yeah, actually, I have. I never realized people that that snarkily say that um, the rock is gay. Well, I've heard <laughs> because that, they're yeah, like, a lot of people say that they're like, uh, yeah, guys never shows up anywhere with a fucking woman like. His beard of an ex-wife is just basically like still platonically running his career and shit. Like, yeah. dude's fucking gay. So maybe that is the thing. Maybe, huh. yeah. I mean, I've only seen that from snarky ex-professional wrestlers who didn't get as famous as The Rock, but it makes sense to me. Which is weird, because i heard like, plenty of stories of John no Cena reason. just plowing dozens of random fucking ring rats. Never anything about the rock. Mm, yeah. He's always like bringing his mom to the Oscars and stuff. Yeah,
1: I don't know yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, liberate yourself, man. Do what you
2: want. Yeah, come on, just be a spokesman for this shit. People Get out are going to see your movies regardless. Oh yeah, they still love you. Like he'd be four times as famous as right? he is now if he just came out as being totally gay. Do yourself one better, bro. Just say you're bi and that you bang oh, whatever you trans. want. Yeah. He can go back to mm. having man titties like he did before he got them surgically removed in a uh, late 98. What a time get to Get those be alive. titties back, Rock. Can you get the gyno put back in? Do you think they still got his old titties in a jar somewhere? Oh, you got
1: to. I tell you what, we've uh, done a great job judging the Rock. Uh-huh. Has anybody judged this film? Stone, Stone Cold
2: on the internet? There's a lot of people out there who have judged Stone Cold on the internet. So let's enter Judgment Day. This is where we go out there to the internet and we see what you, the people, think about you this the movie. You, the dipshits. What you have to say about it. And we get a couple of people who loved it, gave it five bullet reviews, a couple of people who hated it, gave it one bullet reviews, and then we try to let your words sway us one way or another. I won't be swayed tonight. I'm going to tell you, this These week, are all there was, I did a fine-tooth comb going through a lot of trash, because there was a lot of people giving this one clearly very ironic five-bullet oh, reviews, which is cute. annoying, and that's I don't want to do that. There was not a lot of substantial one-bullet reviews. Mm. I didn't find a lot of people that hated Stone Cold. No reason to. I've got three of each here, because a couple of them are just like one-liners. just like okay. that, so. We do like those. They're all pretty brief. A lot of brevity going on here, but I think we got a lot of good opinions that are going to inform our upcoming opinions on this. Give it to me. Give me some rapid-fire judgment This first one-bullet review is from an Amazon user named H. Rulier. I was in this movie, and I taped over it. It makes bikers look like idiots and is totally unrealistic. If nothing else, it is good for a laugh for the script alone. I am now ordering the movie only because I am in it as an extra, and it would be nice to have. One-bullet. From Real Life Biker and Stone Cold Extra, H. Roulier. Well,
1: turns out you and I were way off base, <laughs> and that mother hates telling people
3: mm-hmm.
2: about being in that movie. That's right. Yeah. And also, these weren't just authentic fucking Mississippi hillbillies they were filming. These are all probably like Juilliard-trained actors who were just dressed up as bikers during this thing. You live and you learn. yeah Yep. Uh, This next one bullet review is from an IMDb user named Array Channel. The Wizard of Boz should have stayed in his professional football career instead of drifting over into acting. Not only is he terrible at what this film demands of him, he's completely stiff. There's this one scene that takes place in a strip club, and you can tell that Brian Bosworth is distracted by all the dancing naked ladies around him. I think, think the character would have been too, you dumbass. <laughs> yeah. The acting in this movie is complete and utter crap from everyone except Lance Henriksen, who tries his best with what he's got, and William Forsythe, who is completely wasted. The climax is seven minutes long and is simply mediocre. It's not thrilling or exciting or anything of the sort. Hmm. The movie is 90 minutes long and thankfully those 90 minutes go by rather quick, which I was surprised at. Hmm. It's not a good thing? Come on. I will give this movie credit for at least trying to be an alright action movie but everything just drags it down. Ooh. If you're into watching bad movies like I am, this is a must-see. But okay. if you're not into that sort of stuff, don't even bother with this film. One bullet from IMDb user Array Channel. This next one is one of my one, one-liners. one Just uh, Just quick in and out. Just okay. one sentence here. It's a one-bullet review from Amazon user Logan, who says... It was not Brian Bosworth. It was Tom Selleck. I got gypped. One bullet from Amazon user Logan, who accidentally ordered the Tom Selleck movie, Stone Cold, oh. <laughs> and not 1991's oh. Stone Cold. That's going to bite oh. you in the butt if you do that. Just, that's good information to have. Make yeah. sure you're not ordering the Tom Selleck one.
1: Uh, that's That's helpful.
2: We got a five-bullet review here, and this is from uh, an Amazon user named Trasa A. Tackett. Trasa says. Mm-hmm. Trasa? Trasa. Not sure. Teresa. No, yeah, I got Traca. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love watching this movie because I am a fan of biker movies. Five bullets from Trasa A. Tackett, who is easy to please. Sound logic. Next five-bullet review is from an IMDb user named The Boz. Oh, this movie is for pure action enthusiasts. Not wrong. It's a hardcore biker movie about outlaws who control the underground. True. And it's up to John Stone to infiltrate the gang and shut it down. Still correct. It is an in-your-face action-packed movie that keeps you on the edge of your seat. <laughs> Lance Hendrickson and William Forsyth support the movie well, playing the leaders of the biker gang. True. If you're looking for pure action entertainment value, this movie produces... If you like this movie, give Beyond the Law with Charlie Sheen a shot. If you like Bosworth, rent Back in Business with co-star Joe Torre. It was originally made to be the sequel to Stone Cold, but was later changed. Huh. Inside information from IMDb user TheBoz. Huh. Who do you think is our dead friend the boss? I was just going to say,
1: it's, it's most likely. Or a, is this
2: Brian Bosworth no, doing his own movies? that's our boss this that is passed away. our old away. Uh, bar buddy? Yeah. Okay, rest in peace for that yeah. man, oh. infamous for stealing pitchers of beer off other people's tables, Are you refilling drinking? our beers, and then um, putting putting the empty pitcher back on the table.
1: That's right. Didn't matter what you were drinking. Whatever was in that
2: pitcher was going to it. No. Nope. Cheers. 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 Cheers to, to him. the man. Whew. Okay, here's our final most substantial five-bullet review here. It's from an IMDb user named Spy9. Uh-oh. You haven't seen this much male shirtlessness in a film since Planet of the Apes. Boz struts his bare torso around, and you know that was the reason the film was made. That and the thick, beefy one-liners delivered with a total absence of any emotion whatsoever. Watching this historical okay. nugget of 1991-era sensibilities was like hopping into the Wayback Machine set for lame. Though somehow it's entertaining. Perhaps that is the central mystery of the film. How can something so horrible be so awesome? Boz's hair defies both logic and taste and manages to evoke the diametrically opposed forces in early 1990s hairstyles. Thick product versus rockin' windswept dew. Hmm. Black roots juxtaposed with platinum blonde tresses hanging like a mud flap down his beefy neck, while the top and sides are all bidness, crew cut as evidenced by his ability to infiltrate both the Salsa Club and the greasy biker compound. Mm. Rent this movie and watch in rapt horror slash delight as the Boz tears a searing hole into your heart. Five bullets from IMDb user Spy9. That's a pretty cool review. Pretty cool review. He yeah. goes in depth into that crazy, crazy mullet the Bazza sporting in this fucking movie, yeah. which I think was changing lengths from scene to scene. If yeah. I was oh, not absolutely. His hair was never the same twice in this movie. Fair assessment, Matt. I know you're going to give us a fair assessment here yeah. as you go into your final thoughts and your bullet rating. of yeah. Stone Cold from the year 1991, year of our Lord. Uh, Nate.
1: Hmm. We set this podcast up. Mm-hmm. To watch movies like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, man. For good or for bad. I think
2: only for good. Better or worse. They're only good has come of this. Uh, this movie,
1: did it have explosions?
2: So many. Did Maybe it, the biggest ones we've seen. Did it have boobies? It did have a good amount of boobies. Did it Could have used more. But it had them. It had them, it for had, sure.
1: It had beefcake?
2: Oh, so much beefcake, for it, fucking sure. And it had, not one, two Mm. Good. Mm. Bad guy. That's right. We got a boss and an underboss, video game style. I can't even just call this
1: movie middle of the road. Whoa. I'm attacking this movie Whoa. strictly on silence. I haven't mm-hmm. even brought up the 95-minute run total. Mm. I can't go lower than three and
2: a half bullets. No, why would you? Three and a half. You got to. Three and a half bullets here for uh, Stone Cold, according to Matt. He's got it all there. That's one man's opinion. I've also got... To say what needs to be said here, right. I've got a voice on this podcast. Okay. It's not all you. Action in this movie is just over the top and dumb. Yeah. All the bullshit that happens is over the top and dumb. Uh, it's just pure popcorn, dumb entertainment. Yeah, Henrikson is tremendous. Forsyth tremendous. Everybody knows that. What I want to address is Ooh. all of these negative reviews of the Boz's performance that he's stiff and wooden and can't deliver a line. Look at the action heroes of the era, like we did Thank last you. week or last, last month, month when we were looking at our Mount the Rushmore, three biggest. JCVD, Seagal, Stallone, fucking Schwarzenegger. Brian Bosworth is not a worse actor than any one of those men. No. Sure maybe they at some point in their career like got more refined than him, but for a first movie he's blowing any of these guys in their first movie This away. is his first? They had Yeah. They oh. had to fucking dub over Schwarzenegger in his first fucking yeah. movies. And you're telling me like, this guy is not an actor? No. No. This is a failure of American society that yeah. we did not come out and support Stone Cold in 1991. If we would have made this thing a little bit of profit. We could have earned ourselves another 10 years of badass, big-budget Brian Bosworth action movies. He wouldn't have had to go that straight-to-DVD route. We'd be living... Probably in a better... We'd be living in a better world than we are right now. Mm. Maybe a utopia. Mm -hmm. Mm. Donald Trump would not be president. Maybe Brian Bosworth would be president. Probably Schwarzenegger is vice. I don't know. If he could make that law that they they said in Demolition Man, where foreigners could be president. It might happen. happen. Corona would not be around. Black people would all be living like it was Wakanda times. Mm -hmm. It'd be great. And we blew it when we didn't support Stone Cold. This movie... Fucking, ugh! You pussies, you pussies yeah, shame out there! On y'all. What did you go see that weekend? Fuck you, fuck you, people out there! This is oh God, We keep we keep being on the same page these last few weeks. Three and a half bullets. I'm giving this three and a half solid bullets. As a matter of fact, it's I could science. see going four if like. Yeah. Uh. There was something more legit going on in here, just maybe even a little legitimate of like a trying to do something real. But no, this is this is this
1: is a solid three and a half bullet movie right here. And it makes it there on its own by just doing the little things that's supposed to do. Yeah,
2: it did the work. What more do you want of it? It's not a slacker. No, it gets a bad rap. You're right, Matt. As I was saying earlier, we've got another Lance Hendrickson slash William Forsythe movie coming up. Next week, in our second hog-wild biker movie, this is one I'm going into blind. I have not seen it at all. Alien Dick Tracy I Don't know Requiem. much about it. All I know is nope. that Vinegar Syndrome put out a pretty dynamite-looking Blu-ray of it. Oh. It looks like it's probably a lot of fun, at least through like the previews. We're talking Savage Dawn. Ooh. Little tip. If you're not, you don't got the time or the resources Ooh. to order that vinegar syndrome Blu-ray, which I would recommend because they always you do great should. work. Get that Blu-ray. There might be a copy of this one on YouTube, mm. just like there was Stone Cold last week. So strictly for science. Yeah, just I don't know. Yeah, order the Blu-ray, watch both of them side by side. You know, see what they cleaned up for the Blu-ray. It's It'll gonna be, be nice for you to know. It's gonna teach you about filmmaking, probably. There you go. All you film students out there, it's a little exercise for you. Yeah. It. Get off your ass. Yeah, fucking do, do some work. Just like Stone Cold did work this <sighs> week.
1: It did. God damn, it did. Oh, it was beautiful. It's bikes. It's babes. Mm. It's bombs. It's it's a bonanza. It's baby oil and blow. Stay single.
0: It's a long road when you're on your own. And it hurts when they tear your dreams.